Greetings, this is The Pub, Australia Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing. I'm Dean Karpowitz. I'm Sarah Tickenen. I'm Kayla Eddy. And I'm Sarah Willis. Today on the show, NaNoWriMo in review. A recap. We have some winners and we have we have two winners. Go ahead. We have say two it. big losers. Say it, Dean. Yes. <laughs> I am one of the two <laughs> the two losers. So rude. <laughs> so we're gonna recap. We did a NaNoWriMo podcast before, you know, kind of trying to get ourselves ready to write. And we have a few that have completed a whole novel, have won NaNoWriMo gotten the big discounts that we talked about on the original show. So we want to hear uh, their stories and hear about their books. Let's start with Sarah Willis <laughs> since, since hers will be short. Oh, it'll be real short. <laughs> not only did I not uh, sign up to do full NaNoWriMo this year, I did it as a Nano Rebel because I only wanted to complete my manuscript. I didn't even want to do the 50K. And uh I got distracted by my first nano project and decided I was going to pull it down from the internet and rewrite it and try to get it ready for uh, going back to querying. So, yeah. <laughs> you, didn't even, you didn't even win the short version. It's kind of like when you start to get down to a project and then you decide like all the other like pressing matters in your life like are way more important. I don't know. I probably got like... 10,000 words in, and then I decided I was going to veer off and work on this other project instead. So, What was it about? Uh, my, uh, my current work in progress is a young adult high fantasy, um, sort of uh, Howl's Moving Castle meets Cruel Prince, if those things mean anything to anybody. Um, my first project that I'm going back to rewrite is sort of like a witcher-esque uh castlevania dark uh young adult fantasy so was that the one that i that i read the beginning of yes and it's that's it's it looks nothing like that anymore it's absolutely 100 percent oh. different and now it's going to be even more different because i'm rewriting it so <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm not mad i'm not surprised was that started from nano uh yes it was wow very cool how about you kayla you finished I did. You're a winner. I, yep. I <laughs> managed to write all 50,000 words, and I think my end number was 50,009 words. So I, I right scraped there. by. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was called The Halcyon Curse. It's a fantasy-type novel about a haunted art museum and the ex-art thieves who break in to try to steal a painting but find out that it's... Uh, they're not alone in the museum. Ooh, spooky. Sounds scary. It it's not as scary as I wanted it to be. I <laughs> I'm a, I'm not a horror movie person. I'm a wimp, so <laughs> it's not super scary, but it, it should be. So tell us about your process. Were you like a everyday sixteen hundred word person, or did you skip days? I was a write during English class type person. Oh my god. Ignore your I'm teachers. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm sorry, Dean. <laughs> I I skipped a few days because I was tired and that was when I was catching up on the English homework I didn't do in class. 
you know, I'd stay after school Monday and Wednesday. Those are my short days. And I would sit in the conference room and write as much as I could. I, I don't really know how I managed it because this is my first time doing it as an English student and uh, doing all of that writing. So it was pretty crazy. But uh, it all worked out in the end. Did you find that making yourself stay in an environment where you were forced to write was like crucial? Like if you let yourself go home, were you less likely to meet your goal for the day? Yes, I there were a few times where I tried to like sit in bed and write and mm-hmm. I got nothing accomplished. So staying at school, like I would stay at school to do homework before like in October and stuff. So I don't know what I'd do without my uh, conference room upstairs to write in at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you feel when you wrote that 50,009th word? It was a weird feeling because the last scene I wrote wasn't the last scene of my novel. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, uh, right. I wrote that in the middle of November. So it was slightly underwhelming, but at the same time, like it was midnight, so I couldn't like scream and, you know, with joy. But it was, it was a very good feeling because I did not expect to finish. Was this the first time you finished? No, I, oh. um, I finished twice before, wow. I think. Nice. Two years ago and once back in high school when I was handwriting. Uh, oh, my God. I will God. never do that again. Whoa. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> well, that's all I do is like handwriting. I do that too. Oh, I can't. Oh. Yeah, my first draft is usually written handwritten. Yeah. I figure you get a second draft already when you're, when you're transcribing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a good way to think it. of that. Yeah. Do you feel like you are complete at 50,000 words or how many words do you think you need to be complete with this project? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's definitely missing a little bit of plot structure. It kind of devolved into a lot of short chapters where like art pieces would come to life and try to kill everyone. Nice. Um, so I wrote a bunch of those, but very little plot wise. So I think <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and, and uh, work a lot more into it. So I think it's going to end up being a lot more than 50,000. Sarah, how about you? Well, I'm dating myself here, but this was my 20th NaNoWriMo. Wow. Whoa. A fact I nice. did not realize until I looked on the website and I was like, wait, I've been doing this for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> no, I have not won every year in all the 20 that I've done, but this was my 20th. So, Wow. I took a new route this year. I did. Um, I'm usually more into like the sci-fi fantasy type thing for writing, but I did like a mainstream fiction this year. I don't know where it came from. I just was like, hey, I think if I was going to compare it to something, maybe Grey's Anatomy meets Friends. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, In terms of like character structures, but like very, very much on the drama, but like group of friends working in a hospital and then their children are involved in a serious trauma. And it's what happens to the relationships of these adult women now that their children are going through this trauma. And Dean knows my writing a little bit, and this is not like anything else I've yep. ever written. So it's very weird for me. It is not complete. I don't know when it will be complete or how how long it will be complete, mm-hmm. but it is not done. But it is 50,173 words. Nice. So, you know, it's not your typical sort of style. Were you kind of pantsing it at the start and then went with it or 
I intended to write a zombie apocalypse novel this November. <laughs> that did not happen. It's <laughs> so like when I say I don't know where this came from, I genuinely don't know where this came from. Like I must have read something or just gotten an earworm. And then I was like, I'm going to write about friendships and what happens when our children mess up. And 50,000 words came out. <laughs> zombies. <laughs> wow. wow. That's kind of a stretch from zombies to like Phoebe and you know. Right? I wrote I actually wrote about 900 words of the zombies and I was like this is terrible. I don't want to do this and then the other one just happened. Well, at least you caught yourself that early. Yeah, I didn't plan it, didn't outline it. I just sat down every day and was like I'm going to write. And I joined a writing discord this year, which was totally new for me. Wow. And that was really helpful because we would do like the sprints every day and they would be like, where's your word count? And there was accountability that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. So it was really awesome to be part of that group. Was that a part of Nano? Did you, did you find it through Nano or did you just kind of search it out? No, one of my writer friends invited me and was like, hey, do you want to join a writing discord? And it happened to be the end of October and we were all like, Nano. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. And, it's, and so it's still going. It was going before that and it's going after. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the tough things that former students of mine will often contact me and say, I graduated. I took a creative writing class or two. Now I don't have any friends who, who are into that anymore. <laughs> right. That has been my life since graduation. Yeah. It's so tough. But I guess a little easier now, right? You can find a Discord. You can find a group of people online yeah. somewhere. Like when I first started doing Nano 20 years ago, we didn't have online groups or meetups or any of that. Or if they did, I didn't know about them. So Yeah, yeah. And so your process was just to kind of go day by day trying to meet the goal, right? Yep. 1667 every day. 1667. That's what Molly reminds us every time mm -hmm. we have... I always went 16 something. I never get yeah. that. I think that's the hardest thing about Nano is like that's like the 1667 a day. And then like it's like the next day when you, you only do 1300 and you're like, oh, well, I'll just catch up the next day. And then you only do 1400 the next day and it all starts to snowball into how far behind. I feel like and all of that I've read and in my own experience, that can be one of the hardest parts of Nano. Agreed. Because once you start falling behind, it is hard to catch back up. I don't even know if I've even started it, you know, because I, I always say like for me, it happens during the semester. And by that point in the semester, I'm just so far underwater with like grading and stuff that mm -hmm. it's by November, I'm just spent. I All my time is for work. But I've always sort of thought, and, and I guess this is just maybe stigma, like it seems like the pressure is for quantity really over quality. And that's never been the appeal. But I guess... When I'm working hard, I'm telling myself, you got, you have to get 1500 today and it doesn't really matter, you know, what it looks like. No, I think the philosophy for Nano, um, which is a writing philosophy, not exclusive to Nano, is that you have to get that first draft in all its ugliness on the paper so that you can make it into something else. That I, I think the philosophy behind it is if you write super slowly and you are painstakingly caught up in the details that you'll never get it done. And that might not be true for everybody, but that's the philosophy for Nano. 
And it's the hardest part of nano because that writer in me wants to edit everything. No editing. And if mm-hmm. you're going to get 1667 a day, you can't be stopping to be like, does this contraction belong here? No, it does not. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I remember in past nanos writing a whole day's worth of writing and, and reaching the end of it and going, that's all going to go in the garbage can when I go back to revisions, but it doesn't matter. Words. It's got to live there now. That for me is really hard because when I'm when I'm working, I'll start the next day by editing the previous day, you know, so I'll, I'll read through that and to kind of get my mm-hmm. get back into the feel yeah, of too. whatever. But I'll do things like pace. I have <laughs> I have written an action scene where I've actually done a ninja role in my office to see. <laughs> I believe it. You know, Did your wife come downstairs like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Dad, what are you doing on the floor? I'm rolling, son. I'm writing. <laughs> this is the process. <laughs> this is the process, yeah. I wouldn't be able to, I would miss out on so much of that, right? Rolling around on the floor, mock fighting my shadow, you know, things like that. <laughs> The other thing that we wanted to focus on, um, we talked a little bit about process. The other thing we wanted to focus on is what now, right? So you finished 50,000 words or you've gone back like Sarah Wills has done. We've uh, gone back and looked at your old project or have 10,000 of a current project. What are, you, what are your plans at this point? What, what do we do like after we win? or after we lose nano. I don't really know the numbers of how many of those turn into things that are self-published. What's the process for you after you complete? I have never done anything with any of the novels I've written. I think my first NaNoWriMo, I was maybe 14. So that nev- that novel never needs to see the light of day. Um, <laughs> that's just going to stay hidden in my closet and it's never going to come out. But you know, I, I like to think the one I just finished is a little better. Uh, you know, six years later, hopefully a little bit better. But I know I have a half finished novel from Camp Nano back during the pandemic. And then I have this and I would love to start editing them. And so I think that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to try to pull all of the good stuff out of my crazy mess of a novel and work from there. <laughs> Do you have any publishing aspirations once you're done with them or do you more is it more just for yourself? I would love to publish if possible. It's not really something I've thought of yet just because of like where I'm at in the process, but someday, yes. Don't they have do they have any resources? They must, right? I think they do. Yeah. Some of the special offers, I think there's something with Kindle publishing, I think this year. I know there's one where you can get like a copy of your book. I'm not sure. I haven't looked through all of them yet. Um, I don't know if they're directly involved with Nano, but there's a couple different um, contest isn't the right word, but there's a couple different programs that I've found through Nano. Um, one's called uh, PitMad, and one's called Pitch Wars. PitMad is their Twitter contest, and one's called Author Mentor Match. They're both competitions run by like industry insiders where they will uh, take query ready manuscripts and they'll select a winner and then they'll work with you to get it polished for um, agents. And they both have really good communities surrounding them, just like Nano. Those are the two I've found. And so Sarah Willis, Mm -hmm. what is, what are your 
plans? Are are you pursuing stuff like that? I think you did say you were thinking about sweeping through the old project again and then querying. Yeah, I queried my first project when it was finished initially, and I got one request for full from an agent that was an eventual pass. Looking back at it, though, as my first finished project, I learned a lot from the process. My second project has been a lot smoother, and I thought, well, I think a lot more of a, I don't want to say a winning formula, but I've I've read a lot of like structure books now, and I just feel like it works better. And I feel like I've stepped away from my old manuscript long enough now. And in writing my new manuscript, I feel like I have, I want to go back at it one more time and see if I can doctor it enough that I can put it back out into querying again. And then maybe I'll just shelve it for good. But I feel like I want to dismantle it one more time now with what I've learned. But I mean, regardless of what I do with that, with my new project, since I have a lot more confidence in it, once I finally freaking finish it, I would like to be querying it. Uh, early next year, if possible. Yeah, I will say another former student and someone who we've interviewed on this show, Tara Gilboy, has two books. I'm currently in a writing group with her. And the, the, the advice that she always gives is sort of like what you were saying, Sarah, that you have to allow yourself to write really crappy first drafts. Mm-hmm. And for her, she said, most of the work comes post. Most of the work yes. is editing, you know? Yep is shaping it. Uh, it certainly wouldn't hurt to go back and right look at oh, the, no look at the old draft that you have. How about you, Sarah, ticking in? Well, I think I want to finish it. So see if I can get it to its eventual end. But pre-nano, I was working on what was actually an old nano from like five or six years ago, editing it to get it to that query stage. And I would ideally like to start getting it out there. I originally had it on Wattpad which I've now decided is kind of the devil in terms of self-publishing. So I pulled it off of Wattpad and I'd like to see if I can for real query it. I wonder how that works. Do you have to, are you kind of letting them know that that's where it was previously? I don't know. Now has it been published? So I also put my old manuscript up on Wattpad and other services just to kind of like, since I was done querying it, just kind of see what my response was. Generally, what I found the rule is for most agents is what you submit for querying must be decently different than what was published. Yeah. So it needs to be a big enough departure through revisions that it's, you know, it, you know, not just like little things here and here, but like some big stuff moved around and then it's considered like a new manuscript that hasn't seen publishing. Yeah. I think this is kind of a theme that I'm hearing here that is you you feel like you want to you want to put it in a drawer after the month of, you know, the, the month of fair that you have with this thing and then return to it a few years later, even, even if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like it at, at the time it needs a little breathing space. And then like both Sarah Ticken and Sarah Willis said, well, I'm working on something from a previous, a previous nano. I think that space is healthy. that's the best thing about nano i think is to get a huge clump of words like just a bunch of good raw material super unpolished get it out there step away from it come back at it with fresh eyes and you'll really be able to work it into something that you like how about sarah and kayla same same diff it's rotating manuscripts for me i think i think like in the month of november you get so heavily into the one that you're working on and the characters and everything and then it finishes and you're like 
I need a break from you people. (laughs) Get out of my head. Stop living in here. I'm going to go play with some other characters now and I'll come back to you in a year or two. Yeah, I think stepping away from it for sure is has been very helpful. And like Nano comes at a really good and really bad time because I finish and then I've got final papers due in two or three weeks. So, you know, I kind I have to force myself to close the document and not open it during my English classes <laughs> and That's right. um, start writing my final papers, which, you know, it's I don't want to I don't really want to write all the final papers, but it does mean I uh, get some distance from my novel and let it sit for a while. So the last thing I want to ask about the whole process is do you all take a break then afterwards? I.e., do you take some time off from writing or do you just shelve and then start working on something else? Well, I haven't taken a break yet. Um, Normally, Thanksgiving hits and I'm pretty close to done and then I finish and I just take a break and December I don't really write. But I think this year because I didn't finish when I hit the 50K that I'm just continuing. But normally I would break. Are you going slower? Have you slowed down? A little bit, yeah, because there's not that must hit 1667 yeah. and there's not people in the writing group going, let's sprint and get to our word count for the day because most of the people are not crazy like me and they've stopped. So. Yeah, yeah. Kayla, how about you? You're going, you're, you're going back to academics? Have you taken a break from writing? Yeah, I think um, even, even after finals week, I think I want to um, stay away from this one for a while longer and go back to my Camp NaNoWriMo one check in on that and work on that a little more um because that I had a I had an outline for that one so it's a little more structured this one I didn't even know I was writing it until like you know two days before November so yeah a lot of academic writing and then short little break and then right back in Sarah Willis well I mean my whole life's a break because I you know <laughs> did 10k and then I decided to do something else <laughs> my whole life is a break that's that's a unique philosophy you know i i commit to fifty thousand words i write 10k and then i decide i'm gonna start a youtube channel or something you know <laughs> that's right gonna... sarah is a you you're a youtuber i you know why i do these things i do them to procrastinate from writing it's it's a sickness <laughs> it's not good <laughs> I have to tell the the rest of the people uh, listening and the cast, my son is like Sarah's biggest fan. It's really flattering. He he asks every morning, when is the new episode coming out? He yells at the television. Oh. She's not playing her squib properly. Like when she's playing his description and I'm like, dude, she's tired. Just give her a break. Just give her a break. And she I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like in all seriousness, that is my problem. I I will procrastinate from writing, which is like I want to say my one true love with like today I taught myself how to use Photoshop so I could um, Photoshop one of my mom's chickens into a scene from Jurassic Park <laughs> to, make, to make her a Christmas gift when I should have been writing. So that's that's me. <laughs> but this is an important Christmas gift. Yeah. That's right. Oh, wait, she can't. I want to make sure she listens to this episode. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's right. Whoops. You have Spoilers. To... Oops. I'm not taking she, it out. I, she won't listen. I won't, I won't it's pure gold. It's pure gold. <laughs> In fact, that's where we should we should end on chickens and dinosaurs, right? 
<laughs> it's a perfect spot. The pub is produced on that series of tubes we all know as the internet from the studio at Underdark, which doubles as my basement and office. We post new episodes every Monday, and you can listen in wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at straylightmag.com, where we publish new stories, poetry, art, and of course, podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at the Pub Podcast on Twitter. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Pub, Straylight Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing. <laughs>